This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on ami There are so many barriers and obstacles when it comes to accessible travel. Maybe the better way of phrasing that is inaccessible travel. Of course, the big, big, big ones are the stories that we covered. And we've talked about the issue that Mayan Ziv faced with a lost and broken mobility device, a wheelchair. But we know that's all too common across the board. But what about even when you get to your destination? Hotels, restaurants... All the things that make a vacation a vacation. There are plenty of times where you're going to run into accessibility barriers in those spots as well. Well, there are organizations and people aiming to bridge those gaps and give you the resources you need to make travel as accessible as possible. Aaron Bush is a disability solutions specialist and the owner of Ateezy, an online accessibility travel resource working to address the issue. Hey, Aaron, thank you for making time for us today. We're grateful. Thank you for having me. Aaron, I may have mispronounced the name of your company, first of all. I was saying ATZ, <laughs> but now that I think about it, is it A to Z? Tell me about A to Z, ATZ, your company, and your overall goal and your mission. It is A to Z, yes. I have. I, you are not the first person to uh, mispronounce, mispronounce <laughs> or butcher that name. or, or uh, But yes, uh, it is an accessible travel website. It's uh, the purpose of it is to advocate for people with disabilities. And as you said, people with uh, disabilities, uh, uh, mainly wheelchair users, scooter users, they'll board an airplane or they'll get to their destination. The big one is that they will uh, arrive at their destination and they'll find that their wheelchair has been damaged or destroyed by the airline. Uh, There was just a big one by uh, WestJet, uh, just the other, uh, it just popped up on my social media channel last night. Uh, one of my uh, one of my friends was, uh, that I used to play power soccer with, he uh, arrived in uh, Calgary, and uh, the airline had had uh, well, he 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 uh, had some minor damage with his wheelchair, but it, he he arrived and his his uh, um, he, he was asked to leave the plane. Uh, because they just couldn't accommodate him. Uh, there was another one on Twitter that uh, a few weeks ago, he uh, the, the person involved had their wheelchair destroyed. So these are things that are happening in the airline industry, and it's just because uh, airlines haven't yet uh, found these solutions that would allow a person with a wheelchair to bring their uh, uh, device onto the plane. Mm. And these are things that I've been um, uh, thinking about when building my uh, my website, and I've created this digital tool uh, on this platform to help mitigate the risks for travelers that are bringing their uh, traveling with their wheelchair. So that's one of the things I've been 
uh, working on here. Yeah, Aaron, we know the issue, as you point out, is all too common. You're pointing to some very recent examples, but this is a systemic issue. We're talking about thousands of times a year in the United States this happens. That is like yeah. wild, wild statistical data. So tell me more about the tool that you're developing here, what you're trying to do, how you're trying to accomplish this and bridge this gap. So the tool that I've uh, built, I, I call it the a device profile. Uh, what the user does when they travel is they uh, is they input some information about their their flight information. So they'll uh, and their their uh, wheelchair, for example. They'll uh, in, and these are all things that the uh, uh, that the airlines generally ask when a tra- traveler is traveling with a wheelchair is. Uh, what kind of battery are you, uh, is in the wheelchair? How wide is it? How tall is it? Um, where they're traveling from? Where they're traveling to? Uh, and these these are all things that um, uh, airlines ask, and the travel agent should be asking because when when this information isn't collected, uh, it increases the chance that a person with a wheelchair is going to be uh, deplaned. Or that something's going to happen on their uh, at their destination, and as it, it does happen frequently, it happens uh, at least 29 times a day in the United States. Um, and uh, so, once once a user uh, comes to this uh, platform and puts in this information, uh, it builds a profile. So what? Uh, what what this profile will show it'll it'll show the information about their wheelchair uh, the the width the height the uh, these handling instructions uh, the the user can specify the uh, to the tooth uh, what the uh, how how they want the airline to handle their wheelchair uh, visual references they can because uh, I mean it's one thing to uh, explain. It's another to to actually show. So there's there are uh, references uh, on the tool that will allow the user to provide very brief segments to record. Uh, this is how you turn on the chair. This is how you tilt the chair. This is how you put it into neutral. Uh, this is a fuse switch because sometimes um, sometimes uh, the airline will deactivate the fuse switch. And it, it, more so than just um, disconnecting the cable, they'll they'll there's a switch uh, near the battery that they will deactivate. And I had it happen to me. Um, I'll get to my destination. I'll plug in the cable, and things still won't turn on. So it's uh, it's it, it can be surprising, and it's important for the traveler to know where their fuse switch is in case that happens to them. Um, and once all this information is uh, added to their profile, uh, they can, it, it'll show up on a single page that they can share with a QR code. So they get to the airport, uh, they can share this information, um, they, they can, they, they'll get to the gate, they can show this information to the uh, to the ramp agent that'll be taking their chair, they can uh, they'll have a QR code on their phone that they can say here scan me, or they can take that to the backrest and just write scan me on the uh, on, on a piece of paper mm. that has a QR code on it, uh, and the person that's loading the chair can scan that QR code. It'll take them straight to the to their profile and have all that information on their profile. 
You hosted a live demo and a Q&A last weekend. What was the response like from attendees? Uh, I haven't actually re- uh, had that demo done yet. That's on October 29th. So I'm going to be, uh, it, the link is actually on the website at the top of the page. So anybody that's wanting to uh, take part in this uh, demo uh, can go to the website. They can click on that uh, link and they can still register. It uh, starts at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time or 1 p.m. Eastern um, on the 29th. Well, that leads me perfectly into my last question. Aaron, where should people go to find out more information or maybe even get their own profile set up ASAP? Uh, the website is A to Z, A T Y Z I, or Z I, and if they call it in Canada, uh, <laughs> dot, uh, dot com. Um, I am Canadian, so I'm uh, from the West Coast here. Uh, but uh, they go to the website. There's a link at the top of the page. Um, it's a big blue box that says, here, ju- uh, check out this, uh, uh, this webinar that's happening. Um, and uh, once they get to the Facebook page, they can just register. And uh, I'll be, uh, my colleague and I, uh, Josh and I, will be performing a live webinar on the 29th at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Aaron, I'll tell you something about the expression Z versus Z. I used to work in morning radio as a traffic reporter, and I've never received as much hate mail as one day when I referred to going from point A to point Z. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the people of Ottawa, they were just flooding the email. And Ottawans are very polite by nature. And they said, we live in Canada, and as a member of the national broadcaster, we expect you to say Z. So uh, yeah. I've also been caught in the A to Z uh, debate from time to time, too. I've never made that mistake ever again. Yeah, it's um, actually because I also work as an actor. So uh, <laughs> so part of that process is that uh, – is that uh, American and Canadian television uh, and and film? They don't. Um, they well, they don't necessarily mind it, but they would prefer it if you had a standard North American dialect. So uh, I've since lost a lot of my Canadianisms <laughs> in in the process. <laughs> Well, Aaron, we're so grateful for the time you could give us today. Let's stay in touch. I'd love to chat with you again down the road as you guys uh, continue to grow the company and continue to, uh, to try and offer some solutions here to a really critical problem. So well done by you and your colleague, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. That's Aaron Bush, the co-owner and a disability solutions specialist at A to Z. There you go. We got that one right. Aaron joined us from Vancouver, B.C. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.